Welcome to Wiki Hospitals. This is a podcast of a video that I recorded in 2016 with the Australian startup founder, Simon Carter. Simon is the creator of a unique software system called Predict BGL. Simon has type 1 diabetes and his daughter was diagnosed with the disease at a young age. Frustrated by the primitive data collection methods and with his background in data and analytics, Simon created a website so his daughter's teachers could register her data in real time. Eventually he added an insulin dose calculation, then a future blood sugar prediction system. He went on to offer the system to other parents of children with type 1 diabetes. They all loved it. This app now has over 7,000 users around the world. Hi, I'm Simon Carter from Predict BGL, and I'm here to tell you about my journey with diabetes, which led to the development of the Predict BGL app. So my journey started when I was 16 years old, when I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And I didn't do anything wrong to get diabetes, I didn't eat the wrong foods, I was fit and otherwise healthy. That's not something I had any control over. When my daughter was born, and at age two, my little girl was diagnosed with diabetes. This was the last thing on my wife and I's horizon because we've been living healthily and eating well and doing all the right things, growing our own vegetables. And, um, and it didn't make any difference. And my wife cried for three months because she was looking ahead to uh, our daughter having children and, and having her own life and, and how difficult this was going to be for her. And she was otherwise the most perfect, adorable child that you can possibly imagine. So we were very concerned about how we could change her life, how we could make it better, and how we could really um, make diabetes have a minimal impact on her life, or as minimal as we could possibly make it. So when she started kindergarten, we would sometimes drive to kindergarten to give her an extra dose of insulin, because the people at kindergarten are really not trained for handling diabetes. So then a year later, or two years later, when she started at school, we had to write a plan for how teachers at her school would deal with her diabetes. And that was, again, really, really difficult because a diabetes plan can't possibly take into account all the things that you know as a parent. And you're expected to summarise it into an, an A4 page and then give that to the school as though that's the Bible of how you, how you treat your child. And of course, it leaves out about 10 pages of information about what you learn as a parent with diabetes and what you understand about the timings between insulins and meals and exercise. We even had a, a meeting uh, with the school principal where we were told that uh, if our daughter arrived at school with a high blood sugar that uh, she, would, she would not be allowed to continue at school and it was apparently our fault. It just reflected a complete absence of knowledge about how diabetes is managed. About, they had no clue that a high blood sugar is not something that we could necessarily control. Flowing out of this, uh, we had a, uh, a logbook to record her blood sugar results during the day. And this logbook would come home on Friday. And so we would try on Friday to decipher what had happened during the week, like which teacher did what and, and why did they do that? So for example, uh, if there was a school assembly that delayed her morning tea, then she would likely have a low blood sugar level and the teacher would give her jelly beans for that, which is fine. But then they'd also give her the morning tea. And the effect of having double the amount of carbohydrate would obviously give her a high blood sugar. So we had to look at all these things and try and train all the teachers to understand 
you know, what was required to bring a meal forward if it was going to be delayed by an assembly. So I started thinking about how we could make this easier, where all the, all the teachers could have the same view of her data. So what I did is I created a website where the teachers could log all of her data. They could log her, her blood sugars, her carbohydrates, and, and anything else she was doing that might apply. So if there was a low blood sugar, how many jelly beans would be given? Um, and then we could see the results of that. So that was really important because as my daughter moved from her homeroom to sport or to the pool, it was very important to know what her blood sugars were before she got in the pool as well as after she got uh, out of the pool to, to make sure, for example, her blood sugar started at 10 uh, before going into the pool because by the time she got out, her blood sugars might have dropped to 4 and below 4 is when you start getting problems from a low blood sugar, so dizziness leading to unconsciousness and, and eventually death if untreated. So from this uh, web-based logging system, we were able to really improve her, her life at school. We still had teachers who uh, were very archaic about their management and insisted on doing things um, by the book. We had, the, the school actually employed an extra helper to perform the blood tests because her, her sports teacher refused to perform them. Even though she had a duty of care to look after my child, she refused to do what was required. Uh, we also had issues with uh, one of the nurses at the school who um, initially my daughter would go to the nursing station for her injections and this nurse would treat my daughter as an inconvenience and she would be quite rude to her about her diabetes and somehow it was you know, her fault. But we asked her, my daughter, how would you feel if you injected yourself back in the classroom? Would that be okay? Would it be better? And she straight away said, yes, I'm going to do my injections myself rather than go to see the nurse in the nurse station because of that. So adding to this logging system, I added a dose calculation mechanism. So if her blood sugar was high at lunchtime, then we could, the nurse or, or my daughter could correct down for that and make sure her blood sugar was hopefully normal by the end of the school day. As time went on, this system became better and better and thought, well, if, if it's working for us and it's working for me, then we should be offering it to other people. So we created a website that was open for other people with logins and, and other such facilities. I was looking at the data and we had blood sugars and we had carbohydrates and we had insulin. And I thought surely we must be able to predict some, some amount of time into the future. Maybe not accurately, but maybe a hell of a lot better than nothing. With this prediction system, what, what we're trying to do is understand where the blood sugars are going to go. So I did a lot of research into insulin models and also carbohydrate models, and I found there are no carbohydrate models, uh, and I found there are, some, there are some insulin models for one or two of the newer insulins, but there was nothing for the older insulins. When it first produced the results and everything was lined up on the screen as it should be, it predicted I'd have a low blood sugar level about two hours after, two hours after this current time. So it was about nine o'clock at the time, and it predicted a low blood sugar level at around 11 o'clock. And as it turned out, I went out to Ikea, and I started feeling a low blood sugar. And I looked at my watch and went, okay, so it's five past 11. Um, and that's somewhat extraordinary. It, it proved the point that, is that you can predict blood sugars ahead of time. So then we tried this system with my daughter. And about a week later, um, I was looking at my daughter's blood sugars after she'd gone to school. And she normally would have a blood test before going into the pool. Anyway, I saw from her blood sugar before entering the pool that she would have a low blood sugar level in the pool based on the predictions. So I rang up the school and I spoke to the, the secretary and she actually has a husband with type 1 diabetes and so she raced up to the pool and they dragged my daughter out of the pool and they did a blood test and it was 1.7 which is exceptionally low. Um, so it means there would have been no warning, she would have just slipped under the water and 
that the teacher might not have noticed. So having this system has given us amazing peace of mind to know what blood sugars are going to do. I can't explain to you that the level of, uh, of confidence that gives to us in knowing uh, that our daughter will be safe in her sleep and it stops us getting up at 2am and 3am and 4am and 5am like some parents do to measure her blood sugars and that's what we used to do. Whereas now we look at her blood sugars around 10 o'clock at night and we look at the charts and we go, okay, that, that looks safe, that looks fine and we can go to bed without the stress of, think, of wondering whether our child will be alive in the morning and I, I can't convey to you um, what that means. So that's where the system has come from, that's how it was built and why it was built. And then we tried to translate this, this same model to other people with diabetes and other people are finding this model works for them. And okay, so this is, this is again somewhat amazing because you ask an average doctor and they'll tell you you can't predict blood sugars and I'm telling you you can. So we get a lot of resistance from people. So for example, my daughter uh, went on a diabetes camp recently and all of the, the dietitians and the educators and the doctors have been worded up that we were the people using the app, we were the pariahs who were using, you know, not using an insulin pump and not using uh, two injections a day, but we were, you know, heaven forbid, using a smartphone app to manage diabetes and not just any smartphone app, one that predicts future blood sugar levels. And we were basically told that, that we couldn't use this app on the camp. And also the doctors changed her doses dramatically such that her, she had massively high blood sugars for the entire four days of the camp. And they were quite sheepish at the end to say, okay, look, you know, clearly the doses we used were wrong. And our reply was like, why, why did you do that? Why did you not follow the information provided by this app? So we get a lot of resistance from the medical profession who can't seem to comprehend that, um, that people doing things differently can result in an improvement on what they've been doing for 30 years. At the moment, the app is already uh, been used by about 7,000 people around the world. But the next things we want to do are to take live data from their blood glucose meters and live data from their sensors to go straight into our app so there's no need for, for double entry, no need for typing in data all the time. We also want to make it a lot easier for people to, to get better food information from a food database. So we're looking at a two million entry food database which is customised for both US and Australia whereby people can uh, understand exactly not just the carbohydrates in their food because they play a, a big role but also to understand the fat and protein in the food they're eating and the fiber, because these also play a role with, with the prediction of the blood sugar and what's going to happen in the future. So by having this information and making it easier to use and easy to put in, we'll be able to predict even better in future. And we're looking to go to markets like France and Germany and even Russia, um, where the, the amount of diabetes care is very limited compared to a Western country, and really provide them with a system which is, which is better, than world, better than current world class. For example, in Russia, patients only have funding for, for two blood test strips a day, uh, whereas I use about seven to eight. So they have to be very strategic about, about how they manage their blood sugars. They'll do perhaps one in the morning and one in the evening. And either the patient in the Ukraine who, has, who uses Predict BGL, and his predictions are astounding, um, unbelievable. Like He puts everything in and his blood sugars from a blood test in the morning to a blood test eight hours later, ten hours later, are spot on, and I, like, I can't comprehend that it's that good because it's beyond my expectations of how good this system could be. But we want to make this system the centre of diabetes treatment from from here on because it really it's doing a far better job than any current system 
in managing diabetes. And it's really, it's changing the, the, way di changing the way doctors see diabetic data and forcing them to appreciate that just looking at blood sugars on the, on the chart when the patient comes to see them once every six months, looking at blood sugars on their own is not enough and it has never been enough in reality. The patient needs to see what, what we have, which is a visualisation of blood sugars that shows not just uh, where blood sugars have been, but, but where they're going and hours ahead of, of time so they can actually plan for it and prevent low blood sugars from happening. So yeah, thank you for listening and I hope it's been of interest to you. Thank you for listening to our Wiki Hospitals podcast. Make sure you don't miss out on new interviews by subscribing to our show on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check out the Wiki Hospitals website, health startups sorted by medical specialty and the behind the scenes look at healthcare. Don't forget to share on social media and help us grow. See you again soon.